Welcome back to The Brave Collective, a career building and leadership development podcast. I'm Danielle, and this week we're going to be talking about how to establish yourself as a leader, no matter what position you're in. So let's start by defining leadership. I used to think that leadership was reserved for the senior managers, team leaders, C-suite executives, you get the picture. As a young person, if you had asked me to close my eyes and picture what a corporate leader looked like, I probably would have imagined a middle-aged white man in a suit. And while a lot of leaders may fit that description physically, leadership is extended to anyone who holds influence. My first taste of leadership was when I was about 13 years old. I had been asked to help babysit for a family with four children one week during the summer. They were in between sitters, and I think the parents were in the middle of a breakup. The mother was desperate for help, and I was ready and willing. I had very little experience babysitting at this stage of my life, but I loved watching kids and was willing to do it for next to nothing, which was about the budget she could handle. I don't remember much about that week, except that I stayed with my brother who happened to live near this family, and he worked with the mother, which is actually how I got connected to this job in the first place. I also remember that these kids, they adored me. One night, I helped one of them make this casserole dish to help their mom out for dinner. I'm sure it wasn't any good at all, but our intentions were pure, even if the flavor wasn't. I also remember walking them to a nearby store one afternoon that was probably a good three quarters of a mile from their home. Looking back as an adult, that was probably a terrible idea, but you have to remember the judgment of a 13-year-old isn't usually grounded in any sort of experience. Regardless of my age or experience, though, these kids needed a stable human to love and guide them that week. They needed a friend. Their mom needed someone she could count on. And I happened to fill that void for them. And because I had earned those kids' trust by showing up and pouring into them in a way they needed, I influenced their behavior. That's leadership. Anytime we can influence someone, we influence outcomes. And a good influence makes for a good leader. And good leadership is all about influencing for positive change. And believe it or not, your leadership potential is in your own hands. That means you can choose to lead well right now, whatever position you find yourself in. And regardless of wherever you may sit on the organizational chart or what hurdles or systems may be stacked against you. Because leadership isn't necessarily associated with a title or how many people report to you. You can implement leadership qualities in how you carry yourself professionally, and those things will ultimately draw people to you and set you apart for substantial leadership positions in the future. Think of it as paving the way for your future one small brick at a time. I spent the last 15 years learning what it means to be a professional woman who not only cares about her work, but wants to move it forward. Most of what I learned is simply through mistakes I've made along the way, which allowed me to mature and grow and in turn, learn a new and better angle that really developed me as a leader. 
in my experience, the leaders I've gravitated toward in the past have been first people of character. So I want to spend the next few minutes looking at three ways you can establish yourself as a person of character while also positioning yourself as a leader right now. One way to establish yourself as a leader of character is by leading by example. Like I shared in my babysitting story, there are others watching you. They may not ever tell you, but they are there and what you say and do matters. Not just you, but to them too. It matters how you behave, what you say, and how you carry yourself because everything you do will have an impact on others. And if you are, like I suspect, a natural leader, you are probably also naturally inspiring. Other people gravitate towards a natural leader because there's just something about them that's contagious. Tap into that and hold that responsibility in high regard because you're building a reputation and laying the groundwork for what you want your future to look like. It will not only create a safe place where others can follow in your footsteps, but you'll be slowly laying the bricks to your own future with every example you set. Okay, so here are some tangible ways you can lead by example. First, be honest. Honesty goes deep. For example, don't say you're going to do something and then not follow through. Don't commit when you know you can't produce. Don't portray some sort of facade that isn't an accurate depiction of who you are. Don't take credit when it's not yours to take. Know who you are and be that person to everyone. Know when to say yes and when to say no. And ask for help when you need it. Another way to lead by example is to be dignified or above reproach. Hold yourself to a high standard. Don't talk about others behind their backs. Confront people directly with concerns. Treat everyone around you with respect and integrity, even if they don't deserve it. Treat your outside appearance professionally and with kindness. Think before you speak. Don't make brash decisions with little to no regard for others who will be impacted. You can also lead by example by being humble. This looks like being a team player. Give credit where credit is due and be willing to pass the credit on to someone else when it's appropriate. Be willing to take the fall when you've made a mistake. Celebrate your colleagues and employees in front of others. Leading by example also looks like being clear. Establish clear expectations up front, get to the point, address issues and conflicts head on, provide honest and direct feedback, and don't speak vaguely or in ambiguities. And lastly, be kind. Don't ever call someone out publicly. Offer encouragement through affirmations, gifts, and investing time in others. Offer grace first. Be willing to offer your time. Provide training, a listening ear, mentorship, use positive reinforcement, and give compliments. These are just some ways of how you can start leading by example. We'll probably unpack some or all of these at a later date, but for now, think of ways you can apply these to some of the challenges you're facing in your work. The second way to level up your leadership is to create the path you want. 
okay, so just because it's not the reality today doesn't mean you can't have what you want in the future. In the first two episodes, I shared the story about a challenge I had faced in a previous job. I had worked really hard for eight months to prove I was worthy of a promotion that I had been after for a long time. I woke up one day and realized that sadly, the thing that I wanted wasn't going to just be handed to me, even if I did deserve it. I started to realize that if I didn't go after what I wanted to create the path, I was going to continue feeling passed over and ultimately someone else may be brought in for that position. And in my mind, there was no reason it shouldn't be me. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Do your research, take the necessary time to formulate a solid plan, and then follow through with it. What's the worst that will happen? You're told no? So ask yourself how you will respond if the response is not ideal. Be prepared to hear all the different angles. But here's the good news about that. Even if you don't get what you want, you are forcing yourself to do something hard, to voice your opinion, speak your mind, and bring awareness to what you are experiencing. And that is most often something your boss is unaware of. But you will set yourself apart. When you're willing to put in the work and speak your mind, you raise the bar on your leadership and what you can handle and what you're willing to confront. Other people will take notice. Regardless of the outcome, I promise that speaking up for yourself with poise and confidence will always benefit you. For me, it paid off. I was granted my request. I was given the promotion with a new title and pay increase, and I stepped up to the challenge with a whole new appreciation for what I was doing. It also gave me the ability to paint a new picture to others of who I was and how I could handle myself. This proved to aid me over my remaining time in that position. And it was also something I carried with me. I grew in confidence and I carried that with me when I moved on from there. What is it in your career you'd like to see different? Maybe it's not a promotion at all, but a policy change, a responsibility you'd like to offload, or a new project you want to take on. How can you create a path for yourself and others by going after what you want to see changed. While you think on that question, I want to share one quick story with you about how one young person influenced change for himself and a lot of his peers. This story is about my son. Um, Last year when he was in eighth grade, he told me about an assignment that his teacher gave the class. They were to write an essay response to a reading they had done. It was a five-paragraph essay, and it was due on Friday. The problem was that the teacher had admittedly forgotten to tell the class about it on Monday and assigned it Wednesday instead, leaving them basically a day and a half to get it done. The next day, when I asked about how the progress on the essay was going, my son explained that the teacher revised the due date to the following week. I assumed his teacher made the adjustment on his own, just figuring the kids would need more time. But my son gently corrected me, and explained that he simply asked the teacher if the class could have an extension on the due date. When my son spoke up in class, his peers all agreed, and of course, the teacher made the accommodation like it was no problem at all. Friends, let's just take a second and realize what a big deal this is. One person being willing to spot a problem and ask a simple question. 
another person of authority being willing to meet the need and adjust. One change made that impacted roughly 20 students, not to mention their parents. Did you know you can actually influence decisions that aren't yours to make? It's called leading up. When it comes to leadership, we often think change trickles down, but that's actually only true in terms of management. Consider the concept of management in a traditional working environment. Management is linear. You have a boss, they give a directive, and as their subordinate, you agree to the directive, regardless of opinion, because it's your job to do so in most cases. However, leadership is different. In leadership, you can influence changes from wherever you sit. You just have to know how. Here are a few tips on how to make the biggest impact with your influence. First, listen and learn. Don't just try to change things because you don't like them. A good listener seeks to understand the whole picture. And I believe that leaders are learners first. The second is ask why questions. The why behind any direction is the core foundation of the decision. If you want to influence change, you must know the why. And third, come up with solutions. The, the last thing your manager or leader wants to hear about are your complaints. You don't like the way something is done? Figure out how to make it better. And then when you go to them to influence a change, you've come prepared with solutions. Okay, the last example of leveling up your leadership is a big one. Claim confidence. Confidence has been a hot topic that I have seen floating around social media as of late. We all want more of it, and yet we can't seem to shake the feelings of imposter syndrome that creep up at the most inopportune times. But what if doing it scared was the reality for most people? What if instead of feeling confident, which seems like a far-off imaginary reality that we could never achieve, we could learn to act confident in the midst of fear? You see, most of the time, we're all a little scared, nervous, or simply battling an internal voice that's telling us we're not good enough. This is fear-based insecurity, and it's rooted in a false narrative. We all battle these internal lies, some of us more than others. The good news? Once you recognize that these insecurities are not based in reality, you can start to combat the lies swirling about your brain. Here's how. Every time these insecurities creep up, respond to them by speaking truth over yourself. Even if you don't believe it, you need to say it. Feelings follow facts, not the other way around. So even if you don't feel the truth you're telling yourself, speaking the truth over and over actually has power because you'll slowly start to believe the truth over the lie. So maybe there is something to doing it scared. Doing it scared means you are choosing to act according to the truth versus the lie. But before you start to unpack the truth about your insecurities, you need to ask yourself some specific questions when facing your fear. Here are some questions to consider. What lies are you believing about yourself? In what way do you need to transform your thinking? In what area do you lack the most confidence? Why? If your worst fear became a reality, what would be the result? 
What truth will you choose to believe today? When you can honestly answer these questions, you'll start to discover what lies you are currently believing and how they are holding you back and then what the truth is behind them. This is when your confidence starts to build and that stuff you're afraid of now will start to feel a little easier. The truth is confidence doesn't just show up one day like an out-of-town visitor pulling the pop in. In rare cases, you may feel confident because of an unexpected twist of events, but in reality, most of us are just doing it scared. And that's okay because doing it scared requires bravery. It takes courage to do the things you know are right. Take a leap of faith into the unknown or voice an unpopular opinion simply because your voice needs to be heard. Even though most of us don't particularly enjoy fear or walking through uncomfortable situations, those courageous steps develop inner strength, which builds confidence over time. The more you bravely walk through fear, the more confident you will become. That doesn't mean someday you're going to wake up and all that fear and insecurity will be gone. It just means you've learned that doing the brave thing is always worth it in the end. It's then that you'll realize that walking through fear, laying down your insecurities, and doing it scared is the stuff that confidence is made of. I want to thank you for listening to episode three of the Brave Collective podcast. We have covered a lot today in the realm of positioning yourself as a leader. And I suspect your call to leadership means you already have a substantial influence on many around you. In our next episode, we'll be looking at how to stand out in your career and what it looks like to become a leader others want to follow. I hope you'll join me. I'll see you next time.